and we are live with this week's edition of the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Bavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson and Grayson G Marino. And guys, that time of the year has finally hit us. College football is back. A couple games were kicked off just this past Saturday, with a lot more to come this upcoming week. A couple games on Thursday, a lot more this upcoming Saturday. But it is finally that time of the year. Once again, one of you know, America's favorite games is here. Football is back, and we start off with the college football week one season. Should be a fun one. Thank God. College football is finally back, the most wonderful time of the year. May all your parlays hit this year, and may Notre Dame lose every game. Shout out, Ryan Hicks. I'm just happy to be able to waste, waste my Saturdays again from about 11 to about, I don't know, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm so yes, excited. for the next 160 or some odd days, do not contact me on Saturdays and Sunday. Please and nope. thank you. Lights <laughs> um, are on. Nobody's home. No thanks. Well, for some teams, they're hoping that the lights will stay on most of the entire season as they're looking to come on out top and win a national championship and prevent Georgia from continuing their reign of terror, as a lot of people would like to say, for that these past couple of seasons. They look to make it, I believe, now a three-peat going into this upcoming season. But there will be a lot of challenges upcoming, especially after Georgia lost a lot of their key players from last season's national championship uh, team. Overall, guys, what are some of the you know things that we're looking forward to going into this upcoming season, whether that be maybe a new coach at a certain school, a quarterback change, um, any off-the-field issues overall with the university. What is something that you're looking forward to going into this upcoming season? Well, I mean, the biggest a, one oh, – I'm sorry. I got Johnny. a bunch of them. I got a bunch of them, so I'm going to let – I'm going to defer to Grayson. He can uh, he can start. I mean, the biggest one currently has got to be Deion Sanders at Colorado. I mean, when, you, when it comes to coaching at least, because he's either going to save that program or he's just not going to be able to coach at this level. But as of right now, he's done a pretty good job revamping that roster. So I'm interested to see how he fares out in his first season. Yeah, I think so, it would be interesting to see how uh, – I didn't mean to cut you off, John. So I was just going to say how interesting it would be for Colorado because they're going to be going back to the Big 12. So this is kind of like a tune-up going into their you know reuniting with the Big 12 Conference. They're still in the Pac-12 for the moment being. But – this game against TCU could put them back on the map if they win this game. It would be interesting to see what Dion does. But, um, Johnson, what were you going to say before I um, so rudely interrupted you? Unbelievable. I've been interrupted twice now. And it's I didn't not mean even to. Two, not even four minutes in this podcast. So I have I'm a bunch of, bunch of storylines. Uh, I guess the first one I want to talk about is Notre Dame quarterback Sam, uh, Sam Hartman, how he's yep. going to do this year. He already had a fantastic game against Navy, and that was really depressing for me to watch. Uh, I loved him at Wake Forest. I thought he was one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC, and I think he's going to prove it this year with um, with the Fighting Irish. He is a fifth-year senior, a sixth-year senior. I'm losing track at this point, but I think he's been in college since 2018. Someone fact-checked me. Uh, so he is a super, super, super senior. Uh, this is like Stetson Bennett levels of being old in college. So oh, with a pedigree, like no, it's pretty close. I mean, it's pretty close. close. I mean, um, uh, 
how old was Stetson Bennett when he won the? Uh... He 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 went into the NFL draft at twenty five years old. Yeah, so I mean, I'm looking it up right now. Sam Hartman's twenty four, and he'll be close to twenty five by the NFL right, draft. He won't be exactly twenty five, so yeah, it's close. It's not as bad, but it's close. But what I'm trying to say is, if Sam Hartman could make uh, make nothing out of Wake Forest and get two really good back to back seasons. Imagine we could do at the school of the pedigree such as Notre Dame. They should they should be looking for a national championship. Am I wrong? Um, that should be their expectation. With they, yeah, I mean, this is probably the best. That's, that's this is probably the best. Notre, I mean, yeah, but this is probably the, be, the best Notre Dame quarterback in the last twenty years. Would you agree or disagree? Um, probably with this much expectation, I probably. I mean, I'm trying to think what off the top of my Jimmy? head. Talk about Jimmy Clausen. I mean, yeah. Maybe. I mean, Brady Quinn had some good years on our team, I guess. So, so in the last 20 years, so you you have Brady Quinn, you have Jimmy Clausen, uh, uh, you have Deshaun Kaiser, yeah. you have Ian Book. Those are the ones that stick out to me. I feel like there's one missing in my in my head, and I can't think of his name, but maybe it'll come back to me later. Not 100% sure off the top of my head. I'm going to have to think about that as well. But, yeah, I mean, this is another big year for Notre Dame. I mean, they have so much expectations each and every year when it comes down to it. Last year was, at the beginning of the year at least, was a big disappointment. They did finish strong to end the season. But now, you're right, new quarterback. Um, they will need to prove a lot. They have a they have a decently tough schedule this year, playing a couple of ACC opponents, including Clemson. They also play Ohio State at some point in the season. So, those are two big games on their schedule that will really be t- true tests for that team of trying to be a quote-unquote national championship contending team. Um, overall, for me, I think it's just – I talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think it really comes down to um, some of these teams that are going to be going over quarterback changes for the you – know, you know, we talked about Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Those are three of the top contending teams in the nation when it comes down to you know trying to win a national championship. And they're all making a quarterback change for this season. And it now really comes down to, overall, where do they go from here? You know, you're banking on guys that we haven't seen before. And now we're going to see them for the first time playing in a collegiate uniform, trying to get those teams a national championship. But for any young quarterback, that's a lot of expectations put on them. So what are your guys' really opinion about some of those teams making those QB changes? Well, a lot of them don't have a choice. That's right, just obviously. it. They, they yeah. either lost their quarterback uh, via the draft or transfer, uh, or they graduated. Right. So that that's that, that's just really it. So a lot of these are forced. Um, it, trust me, I'm Georgia would run it back of Stetson Bennett if they could. Absolutely, hundred oh, percent. Even though, like, oh, he's not going to be good in the pros, whatever. But no, he is a great college player. So they would one hundred percent stick with him. So that, just one example off the top of my head. I'm sure if Wake Forest could have kept Notre Dame's current quarterback, they would have kept them too. So a lot of these teams, it's a forced, uh, they're being forced to. The one I'm looking forward to is the one in Texas. That's the only real controversy I see where they have a starting caliber quarterback, but the freshman in the wings may be just as good, if not better right now. So that's the one uh, I, I would keep my eye on is Texas. I still think it'll be Quinn Ewers at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I said it multiple. I said a couple weeks ago, Ewers is going to start the entire year in person because he's going to be in the NFL draft next season. Not sure where he'll fall in the draft, but he's going to be a draft prospect. 
in terms of quarterback wise. And then you'll see Arch Manning finally get, you know, the, the quote unquote reins and, you know, have the opportunity to be that quarterback that he's been hyped up to be throughout these past couple of seasons. So Texas will be interesting to see, especially with them moving to the SEC. So that could be big for Arch Manning to not only be the quarterback of Texas, but then to do it in the best conference in college football. So that that would be a fun storyline going into next season, potentially. Yeah, and I guess the last storyline I want to talk about is uh, everyone's friend, Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. Of course. Remember, back in 2017, no, because here's where I'm going with this. Back in 2017, he resigned as head coach of Florida State to accept a 10-year, $75 million contract with the Aggies. So he's going into year six of that contract right now. And if he doesn't perform this year, I think he is pretty much a um, a lame duck head coach. They'll let him finish this year and maybe even next year. And then I think they'll just eat the money for the last couple of remaining years. Um, It's tough, though. The school, uh, that school prints money with its donors. So I don't think they'd mind eating three oh, years no. of the contract if someone's available is better. Yeah, but nobody I think available is going to have the pedigree that Jimbo has which is where it's going to be tough. I mean, has he underperformed there? I'd say yes. I don't think his recruiting has been as good as it was. It's not as good as it was at Florida State. No. He still hasn't found that quarterback yet, though. That's been his issue. They haven't had great quarterback play. And without that, we all know it's football. You don't have a good quarterback. You ain't going with football games. Hey, don't don't tell that to Navy. Well, they don't really throw the ball to begin with, but that's yeah, besides the point. They literally yeah. run a triple. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. Like, you, I know, you, you, I know it, it's right. possible, but it's very, very hard. But that's my main storyline. Um, I don't have any more. If you guys have any, um, any more you'd like to go, those are I things mean, I'm looking at this I year. I have one more. I mean, this is a little bit more of a personal thing for me with Auburn. I mean, I'm interested to see how Hugh Freeze does his first year. Yeah, um, I mean fourth place. I, who knows? I, I'm gonna say that's a golf fight. It is. It's an is. absolute. It always and it always will be too, which is sad. Yeah. Um, but I'm just interested. I mean, it's his return back to the SEC. Yeah, well, he won. I think ten games. Hey. Look, man. Listen, I'm uh, listen. I'm gonna save the same. Right listen, now. if if St. John's wins a national championship, for Rick Pitino, I'm gonna save the same thing. I saw. I, I don't care what the, what it says. I I saw a national championship. You know, like you can vacate I mean, as many wins as you want. I saw them all all in person. I'm not sure where to go for that. Um, trying to make up a good point. I think the only other storyline I have really going into the season is we saw how TCU was last year where they were a team that started the season unranked and made themselves all the way to the national championship game. I'm wondering, do we maybe have another team like that going into this upcoming season? Is there a team that maybe we don't know about just right now? Tulane Green Wave. I'm not going to even bother trying to make a... Let's not acknowledge it. Yeah, I'm just going to pretend you didn't say that, even though I do like Tulane. Um, but is there maybe a team that could make a run like TCU did last season and try to get into the national championship game? At the moment, I can't really think of a team that could maybe do it, but it could be a team maybe like an Auburn, like Grayson said. Maybe they're just a team that right now isn't ranked, and 
They play in a, good, so, a decent conference, and they make it all the way. In all seriousness, I'm going to say no because the bubble had to be absolutely perfect for TCU last year, and I don't think we can get those conditions this year. That was probably one of the weakest actually, college football bubbles I've seen in recent years. I actually kind of disagree with that. I feel like there's so many question marks going into the season as it is. I mean, yeah, but you, all the top teams either have new – like we said, new quarterbacks, huge roster changes, and the ones that don't, I mean – I don't think some of those teams are even worth it anyway. So this is really, I think this is wide open. I think this is probably even more wide open than last year. Yeah, but do you think someone goes from being unranked in the college football playoffs? Do you think it's that wide open? I've seen it so many times. It's happened, but I I don't know if it's going to happen again like last year. I'm not... I'm just saying, there's definitely a possibility. Of Listen, it. I mean, you of could course, be, it could be a spoiler. Maybe, maybe someone here has a team that's not ranked right now in their final four, and just wants to go crazy about it. I don't know. I could be spoiling something. Uh, probably not. But... Probably not. But you know, you never know. And it could be, you could be saving it for later. Um, but you know, we talk about these conferences inside. How maybe it's very unpredictable. It really could come down to how we decide who maybe wins each of these conferences, who might be the favorite to win each of these conferences. So that being said, I think we should look into each conference being that of the top, you know, power five. And I want to get your guys' opinions on who do you think is going to be the favorite and overall will win that specific conference. And we'll start off with the ACC. And I think this is really, in my opinion, a two-dog race. I could see maybe North Carolina, you know, making a fight at the end of the day, trying to compete. But I think Clemson and Florida State are probably the two teams that everyone will look forward to trying to win this conference at the end of the day. Um, you look at odds going into the season. They are the, they are currently the best two odds favorite-wise going into it. North Carolina, though, is not far behind them. Um, obviously, Drake May is a huge reason for that being – the case, uh, who do you guys have winning the ACC? In my heart, it's Virginia Tech, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> do you love those Hokies? No. Okay, so do you have your other pick, or are you just sticking with I, your I, heart I do. I, I, I do. I have Florida State. I, I think it's finally time they, uh, they exercise some demons and maybe go back to those winning ways they had 15, 20 years ago. State of Florida well, has been well, red hot. Up, but, yeah. I mean, listen, before when they were actually that dominant, well, I, know probably, I, know, I, I know it's within a decade. I know it's within a decade. I know it was when um, Jimbo Fisher was there. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm talking like with a disco every single year, like Alabama. That's fair. Like, I, 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 like the state of Florida has been hot with the Miami Heat, unfortunately, uh, the Miami Hurricanes, FAU, the state of Florida is on fire. Um, why not Florida State? I guess right. that's fair. I so mean, I, I so we'll mark it down. Johnson for now has um, Florida State as his ACC champion. Uh, who do you have, Grayson? Honestly, I don't trust Florida State or Clemson. I'm I'm going North Carolina. Going I North really Carolina? like I really like Drake May. Uh, I just I yeah, don't. We're about to have some disagreements later. I Boy, just don't. Work. I, I've never been a fan of Clemson. I will never be a fan of Clemson, so I could never pick them. And then Florida State, uh, I'm just not sold. 
I'm not. I don't think that they're going to be able to hold up through a full season. I think they'll crumble and fall. I mean, you're, LSU, I mean, you're hoping you're, for that. You're starting <laughs> off the season against a top five team. That then you still have to go play Clemson. I mean, the rest of the, they have Florida at the end of the year. I mean, Florida is going to be awful this season. But I mean, you know that it's a rivalry game. You don't you don't know what could happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, anything's possible when it comes down to rivalries. You're right. I really just don't like their overall schedule because of where it starts. I mean, that that's a tough – that's a really tough game to start off with. And honestly, North Carolina kind of has a cupcake schedule. So outside of Clemson, their schedule is cupcake. Uh, I kind of look at this as, you know, it's really tough to not pick against Clemson. And I don't want to because – I'm not a big fan of them either. Um, I think it's just really tough to pick against his, like the you know overall history of this school the past you know decade and even further than that. Clubs have just been a dominant force, and I think you know overall they're going to be a, a team that's going to compete once again um, for the ACC crown. Could make some noise maybe in the national championship picture. Not sure if I'm willing to go that far. They do have a, a tough schedule this season overall which could maybe derail them in trying to get to the national championship. But I still have my concerns about Florida State. I'm still not certain if they're right there to make that step into winning the ACC. And when North Carolina, it really comes down to May has to have a really good season. And if he does, then North Carolina will have a chance. But that game against Clemson later in the season is in Clemson. And and we all know it's not easy to go there and win a game on the road. Um that really makes it hard for me to pick a team outside of Clemson to win the ACC. So, unfortunately for me, I would probably pick Clemson to win that conference. All right. So, we just mushed everyone. And, uh, okay, well, we, we, Louisville, we, congratulations on the uh, on the ACC championship. Sure. Hey, listen, if, it, if that's what it takes, I'll, I'll do that again. I'll, I'll take I'll, – I'll just Anybody keep taking teams I don't like. It, please. Just finish six and six, Syracuse. I just want to see a bowl game again. That's all I ask. I get that. It's not asking much. I have all no right. faith in my team. But anyway. So I want to go into the Pac-4. I mean, the Pac-12 championship. <laughs> uh, future markets for that with the four teams. I mean, the 12 teams currently in the Pac-12. You're really just going to keep saying that joke as we continue this? Yeah, probably. What joke? Okay, just continue. I mean, I mean not jokes wrong. Are- I'm not wrong about it. It's just you know, it'll be the Pac-4 next year. But Pac-12 you know, has right. a lot of hard hitters this year, uh, most of which are leaving, such as USC, Oregon, Washington, and Utah. Those are the top four right now. Kind of a pretty even race. There's no really clear betting favorite. I'd say USC has a slight edge, and then Oregon, Washington, Utah are in that secondary uh, secondary field. Who would like to start us off? Who are you guys taking the Pac-12? Um, I'll start. I think this has to be the year for USC. I'm not saying they're going to be in the Final Four. I could be maybe say that later. I For now, I'm still deciding on maybe who my Final Four is going to be. Um, I think this has to be it. You have so much hype going into the season. Caleb Williams is the projected number one overall draft pick going into this upcoming NFL draft. Um, you need a big year out of him. The only team I could realistically see making a, some noise with them is maybe Oregon. And that's because they probably have the second best quarterback play in the entire conference with Bo Nix. I think over 
You think no, you don't Penix, think so? Penix is up there. Penix is definitely up there. I agree. I probably Penix, take Nick's over him, but, uh, but he's, I'm he's not say far it's it's not a big of a gap. Like it's not that far of a drop off after Bo Nix to Penix. Right. Like I think it's a pretty neck and neck. Sorry to cut you off, but No, you're good. That was a little I don't know. I mean, Pax is projected to be... He still might be scarred from those Auburn years. I think that's maybe why. I mean, you say that now. Just wait. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm I'm just saying. Um, I'm just going to take USC. I know it's kind of like the cop way out of, you know, picking someone in this conference. I just think if, if, if realistically all else fails and they don't win it this year... I don't know, man. That's gonna look really bad against on uh, Lincoln Riley. Yeah. So is it my uh, turn now? Do you, do you want me to pick? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Whoever wants to take it next. Okay. So I said this earlier on. The red-headed stepchild of the current Pac-12. I'm taking the dark horse. Oregon State is gonna make the Big Ten and the Big Twelve look for- foolish for not taking them. I don't care what the odds say. Uh, I know they're not. Th- the, the best pick or, you know, the, the favorites or whatever, but they have heart. They finished strong last year, and I think they're going to turn around. They're going to make these conferences regret not taking them. Okay. Grayson. Uh, that, that's that's a fair take. Um, I'm actually taking Oregon. I love – I still love Bo Nix. He aggravated me at Auburn, but – he was a very good quarterback at the end of the day. He beat Alabama as a freshman. I mean, it's pretty ballsy, if you ask me. Um, pretty ballsy, he says. I, anyway. I just like that team overall. Uh, what You have a stable position at quarterback, which is huge. That That's massive for them. They have a good running game because, again, quarterback – Bo Nix is great wheels. He's able to then create extra space for everybody else on that offense. And we all know the defense out there is never, never good. Um, But USC, I mean, is a good pick. I, I like it, but I don't know. I just don't think Lincoln Riley is going to be able to get it done. So uh, we're going with Bo. Bo knows, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we'll have to see. You know, those are obviously. I'm curious because Pac-12, like you said, Johnson, it's a whole new conference next year. They're gonna be losing a bunch of these teams, so maybe they go out with a big bang. Maybe one of these teams gets to the college football playoff. Um, I don't know. Just a lot of uncertainty right now with that conference as a whole. Um, let's go to the next conference, and I'm gonna go into the Big Twelve. I know Grayson. <laughs> Love to dive into the Big 12. I know how much he loves this conference. Um, the betting favorite right now is the Texas Longhorns. I'm sure both of you are not going to agree with that whatsoever. Uh-uh. Um, after the, the, but listen, we saw our last year with the Big 12 with TCU. They were a team that was probably at the bottom of the you know odds, and they went all the way to win the Big 12 as a whole. So maybe that happens again this year. Remember, they also have new teams coming into the conference. Cincinnati is here. BYU is here. UCF is there. So they have some new teams as well. And Houston, I almost forgot. They're now in this conference. Um, I If you want me to start first, I can. But does anyone have a pick to win the Big 12 conference? 
Uh, I have my heart pick. Yeah, we know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah, not just, just try to avoid not finishing last place. No, they're not finishing last. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, the second I, worst I'm, odds. I'm telling you right now. I know that, but I'm booking it right now. They're not finishing last place. All right, he mushed it. Anyway, um, actually, who I really think might have a chance to win this conference is Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yeah. Is Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback there? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Even if he did, I don't think they'd go over 500 with Cliff Kingsbury, but. Oh, come on. (laughs) They weren't that bad. Um, Kingsbury's now at USC now. Yeah. He's at OC. No, I forgot. So Texas Tech is your pick? Yeah, I really like Texas Tech this year. Okay. I like their head coach a lot. The guy gets that team to play every week really fucking hard. I watched them compete against some of the very, very good teams in the Big 12 and just bully them offensively. And defensively, they're just dogs. They fly around the field defensively. They have... Yeah, they're the only Big 12 team that might do that. Shut up. It's better than the Pac-12 when it comes uh, to defense. It's not saying much. <laughs> that, that really is not saying much. Uh, I just – I really have a feeling they're going to have a good year. Something in my gut is telling me Texas Tech. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I will defer to you. You will to me. Uh, well, I know you're not going to take Texas, so I might as well just be the person that takes Texas. Uh, I think 20 years will have a really good season. I think that's going to be a huge reason why they'll be in contention for the Big 12. But knowing Texas's luck, probably something will go wrongly for them, and they won't win it. And it will probably be someone like Oklahoma that will be, you know, be able to pounce on it and take advantage of it. So for now, just give me the Longhorns to win it. I could see maybe Kansas State making a run, but I think Texas just has too many things for them going. That would really kill them if they did not win the uh, Big 12. Well, Nick, this is going to surprise you. I'm also picking Texas. Oh, okay. I'm stunned. Yeah, I'm stunned because uh, there are many teams I prefer, such as Houston and UCF and Cincinnati and BYU (laughs) and Iowa State and Oklahoma State, Kansas, Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, Kansas State, and even Oklahoma over Texas. Man, just really listed the entire conference. No, I left one team out. You can figure out what it is. Yeah. Oh, oh, of course. Sorry. Right, right, right. Yep. right it's right. okay. I prefer him over Texas. My apologies. But I'm going to pick Texas in the hopes that I mush them. And right. by, if, by me mushing them so much, maybe, maybe Manning transfers out of Texas. I can dream. So I'm gonna pick Texas. You've been living uh, on that they win if they, tree, they, they win if they start him, and if Quinn Ewers starts, they lose. They they don't win the conference. That's my take. This man's been living off the pipe dream of a uh, of no Arch shit. leaving. Arch leaving the Texas A&M. Play for legendary head coach Jimbo Fisher. Go Aggies. Uh, who do you have, Grace? Oh, Grayson picked Texas Tech. Right. I, Sorry, I already picked Texas Tech. Sorry, I completely forgot about out of order right now. So we have our picks for the Big Twelve. Now let's move on to the Big Ten, another t- conference that's going to be having some new members joining in the next couple of years. Uh, right now, I believe the favorite is probably Ohio State. Michigan's definitely a close second if there was to be a team that would contend with them. Um, 
I could start this one if you guys want, or if if it's up to you guys. Oh, I, I'm I'm opinionated on this. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he, we we, I, we know, know where you're going. gonna go with it. Um, I'm actually going to Ohio State. I really hate Ohio State, but you could be mushing it. That's all you do. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I mean, if I really wanted to mush somebody, I'd mush Michigan, but that's beside the point. Yikes. Um, no, I, Ohio State, I, this is really the Ryan Day, I think, make or break, where he has to have either a national championship year or at least, at the bare minimum, get to uh, the playoff and put up a good, a good fight. So... And I'm confident this is the year he's going to do it. Okay. You want me to go, Johnson? Oh, wait. I, so here's about Ryan Day and Ohio State. Oh, boy. Well, here comes the phone. Quote a wise man who will go unnamed because I don't know if I have permission to use the name. That Ryan Day started his life at Ohio State on third base. Now, I can't reveal who said that. You can just Google this. But uh, he's currently not coaching college football for a little bit. But I completely agree. This is a man who was pretty much gifted a team from Urban Meyer. And has he actually turned... This is his team now. So this is like his fourth or fifth year in the league. This is now his team. And what has he done with it so far? What did he do last year with it? He got absolutely stomped by who's going to repeat this year as the Big Ten champion in the Michigan Wolverines. They did get to the Final Four, keep in mind. And they They were a field goal away from beating Georgia. And what do we say about close don't count? I know. I'm, 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 I, I, you're not wrong. I'm just saying. So it's a guy who was his coaching life at Ohio State. He was born on third base. So that's where he was that he was gifted this team and he hasn't done anything to prove to me that he deserves it so far. So until that is um that is said, I will go with the Michigan Wolverines. Well, they got to survive three weeks, man. Ohio State's got a couple of tough games. I mean, listen, the, I think Notre Dame's going to put up a better fight than a lot of people would think. Um, and overall, you look at the division they're in, too. They have Penn State's in your division, Michigan's in your division. You got to go into Wisconsin. They're going to have some tough games this season. It's oh, not going really to be really be easy for the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'd also like to say that my heart pick is Rutgers at plus 42,000. Of Rutgers. <laughs> we would love to see that. I that think would everybody fun. would love to see that. Um, for me, I, 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 you know, have liked Penn State as a fan, like a fan before. I, I just can't see them winning it, just because things usually seem to go wrong for them when it matters the most. I actually think Michigan's going to win the Big Ten again. I, I think the quarterback play really comes into a factor for me. You have a returning starter, McCarthy. Kind of an unknown at Ohio State and McCord. We don't know realistically what he's going to be. You obviously have Marvin Harrison Jr. That really helps you a lot in getting a big mm-hmm. season. But you look at Michigan as a whole. Obviously, you're not going to have uh, Jim Harbaugh for the first three games of the season. We talked about that last week. Um, it's not a big issue just considering the opponents that are playing in those three weeks. As long as they don't pull what they did in 2007 against Appalachian State, oh, they'll, be fine, the state. they'll be fine and win that. They'll be fine and win those state. games. But look at their schedule, too. Outside of the two games, they only have the game at, at Penn State, which will be a tough one. And then, the, obviously, the, the game against Ohio State, which they'll be home for this year. I think you get past those two games, they pretty much have a quote-unquote cupcake schedule 
which Michigan I don't really State like to say. Gives them tough games, though. They, and they do. Those, those are usually low-scoring games, so that's it's very possible that could be the case. Um, I just think the experience will be there, and McCarthy being that quarterback for them once again is going to help them get back to that picture. And I think they just come out on top as the favorite, in my opinion, to be the favorite to win the Big Ten Conference. But with that being said, we now you know go into the final conference, which could be the toughest conference to pick if you you know ask some people. That being the SEC, and that's the conference of champions, is like a lot of people like to say. Georgia's obviously looking for that three-peat. We know the history of Alabama. We know the history of LSU as well. But there could be some maybe new contenders that could maybe give those teams a threat for this upcoming season. Is anyone here willing to pick against Georgia for this upcoming season? No. Yes. Johnson, I'm with you. I'm also willing to do it. All right. Do you want? I'll let you start because you have, you have a more realistic pick. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yours is not realistic at all. Oh no! Uh, it's is, a pipe dream. It's not like it's probably a and That's the case. It is a and It's definitely yes. Let not. me roll Aggies. No, I have a lot out. of things to say. Connor Wegman is going to lead this team to glory. He grew up an hour outside of College Station at Cypress, Texas. He was like the number two quarterback in that in this class. He's gonna. Throw, he's gonna throw bombs. The run game's gonna be strong. You have Bobby Petrino there. I'm fired up. Let's go, Aggies. Let's go. <laughs> you know Aggies. what? I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I want to say that. I mean, I'm just not picking against Georgia till they lose. No, it's fair. I mean, it's like picking against the Chiefs, honestly, in the NFL. Yeah, like, that didn't it, work out for most of us last season. Nope. It's tough to pick against this. Georgia. They continue to just roll over. They could lose their whole roster and recruit a whole damn new one. They're just as good as the last group. Right. It, this is the Alabama dynasty, except I may say slightly better because mm. of the fact that when it was at Alabama, you didn't have to deal with the NIL as much. And there wasn't all this extra stuff where Alabama could just throw as much money under the table as they wanted. And, oh, look, he went to Alabama again. Where now you're fighting to that that fifth guy on your depth chart, that fifth receiver that, you know, two years down the line might be your number one was leaving because NIL. He could go get paid and be a starter somewhere else. Right. It, the fact that they're able to recruit and keep players – there, stay in that system. I just, I feel like it's really tough to pick against them. Uh, it's always tough to pick against Alabama or Georgia, but well, honest, Alabama, honestly, I, I really, I told, I, I, spo- I kind of spoiled who you're this. Taking. Yeah. I kind of spoiled it the last time. I, I like LSU's chances to win the, the SEC this season. I think Jay Daniels is going to have a monster year for this team. Um, and I think that's another big factor. Their team going into the year with a sustainable quarterback that has played in prior past. Alabama and Georgia are making quarterback changes this season. And I think that could maybe play into a factor that they're maybe not winning. LSU and you know, in credit, does have a tough schedule this season. 
I think they're going to be able to get past that. If they are able to get through their beginning games and get to the Alabama game on the road, and we all know it's not easy to win in Tuscaloosa, but if any team can do it, it's LSU. They have had prior past history of beating Alabama on the road. If Brian Kelly gets this team working, and I know he's had a history of, you know, bad luck, I could see LSU being a really big threat, and yet not only in the SEC, but in the national championship picture. So oh. I like LSU to win the SEC this year. You said bad luck. Uh, how well, about the guy just can't win a big game? He was on the Irish, man. Can't you go with the pun? I appreciate it. This man, but this you man, know what? This man, this I, man hates fun. No. Ooh, Grayson for not I just really fun. hate Brian Kelly. Grayson doesn't like fun, confirmed. Anyway. No. Um, you're that you're not wrong. A, it's that tough. guy's a bona fide choke artist. You're not wrong. He can have a team that should be a top three team every year and still finds a way to fuck it up. So, <laughs> I don't trust him for as far as I can throw him. But I've taken a chance. That's all. That's really all it is. I, I don't. I I, I appreciate I, it, but I I didn't want to. I didn't want to pick Bama and Georgia. I just felt like that's how I did earlier with Clemson and, and Texas. Like I felt like those are like the, you know the, the easy teams. Yeah, yeah the easy course. teams to win. I feel like LSU could be that team this season. I, I just don't know. If something tells me they're they're going to have a decent year. I could absolutely be mushing them into oblivion right now. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could all be doing that. Oh, 100%. 100%. There's a high possibility that, you know, three out of these five that we pick don't end up winning. Yeah. Oh, my picks are not going to win. Bet against me. <laughs> you heard him. Fade Johnson. And we're getting close to the mushing hour. Don't worry. Oh. Um, this is the mushing hour already. Yeah. Well, I meant for preseason picks. The actual mushing hour for our uh, week one picks is coming up very soon. Um, With that being said, we're looking at each Power 5 conference. Now, let's dive into who we think is going to make the Final Four, being of the college football playoff. Obviously, it is expanding in the next, I believe it's next season or two years. Someone could correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's two. It's two seasons. Um, So we still have four for now. It is expanding very soon. Who do we think is going to make that final four for this upcoming college football season? I know it's really early. I'll, I'll a lot can happen. Too. You can make okay, – if you want to give the seeding, sure, go ahead. All right. So my number one overall pick are the Texas A&M Aggies. They are going to beat Georgia in <laughs> the SEC title in. game, and then uh, I wake up. Huh. Now – He's all in, baby. Now I have in number two because you can't have um, – you can't have Georgia as the loser get number two. You can't have a conference championship loser at number two, at least in my world. I'm going to have the winner of the Big Ten, the Michigan Wolverines, okay. as my number two seed. My number three seed, I kind of spoiled it, uh, Georgia Bulldogs. I think they're going to go undefeated to the title game. They lose in the title game, and that's how they get the three seed. And then my number four seed, which would set up an in-state matchup for the rights of who's the best team in Texas, would be Texas A&M in Texas. You got the really. You got Texas in the final four. Oh, you're really. I want to mush them in. I want to mush them into oblivion. <laughs> Holy shit! Because here's the thing: my other picks are Oregon State and Florida State. I don't think they're gonna pick an ACC team. I don't think they're gonna pick a Pac-12 team. They so those are my won't picks. Pick a Pac-12 team, no. 
So I got I to gotta roll, roll with it and be consistent. So okay. I have Texas A&M and Texas in the first round, Michigan-Georgia in the second round. Sorry, Michigan, you get bounced by Georgia again. You get PTSD. I'm sorry about that, but they now, want that SEC rematch in the finals. Now, do you have a national championship game that between those just, from those final four? You just said it. Did, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, give me my, Texas A&M-Georgia yeah. part two, then sorry. Texas A&M loses because, you know, it's Georgia. Sorry, I was a little, little sidetracked. I was reading it. I was reading it to some notes. Okay, my my apologies for that. Um, that would be definitely an interesting final four if that were to happen. And then I wake up. And then you, yeah, you do wake uh, up. And then you wake up. Yeah, that's about right. Um, would you like me to go, Grayson, or do you want to go? Oh, uh, I'm flip flopping on two teams for my four spot, but you know I'll go. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna continue the repeat of Georgia and Alabama there. Okay. Um. Then my third. This is no order because I'm between. I don't know how the season's going to play out, so I'm not locking in a two or three or four. Whatever the fuck Jones just did. Um. Okay. I got Oregon. Oregon in there. Bo Nix. I'm feeling them this year, baby. And oh god, I'm gonna have to take Ohio State. I don't. Surprisingly, this is really disgusting about to come out of my mouth. I was feeling Notre Dame. Never thought I'd hear you I say just, that. I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. The, every inch, every morsel, every everything was every telling fiber me. fiber of your being. Yeah, just don't. Don't do it. It's disgusting. So I agreed. And fuck Notre Dame. Um, okay. Yeah, so... You got Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Oregon. And do you have a national championship game? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna go Georgia, Ohio State. Oh, they had a they had a classic last year in the in the final four. Yeah. So that would be that could be another instant classic this year if that were to happen. Oh. I, I've been kind of back and forth with a lot of these teams and trying to decipher who could be the final four. I think for me, Michigan win the Big Ten, I think, would automatically put them in. I had LSU win the SEC. I think that would automatically put them in as well. So those are two of them. And these are, this is in no particular order as well for me. Uh, I think Georgia will get back there. I'm not really sold on Alabama this season. I know a couple people won't really like that statement. I'm just not sold on what where they're going with the quarterback play. And I really think that could hurt them. I know Georgia has the same issue going. But I, I think based off of, you know, where they were ranked in recruiting-wise, I think, you know, you saw what you got in uh, Buchanan with Alabama because he went to Notre Dame. He was he had an up-and-down career there. And Georgia, you're going to have a fresh new quarterback there. So I think that should be fine. And Georgia still has a really good amount of talent. Not saying Alabama doesn't, but I think Georgia would have, still have that opportunity to win that three-peat. And then that number four team, that's where it's tough for me because I look at some teams like a USC and I really want to put them in there because you have Caleb Williams, but they broke your heart last year. They had an opportunity at doing it and then they lost in the Pac-12 championship. Um, you, I would want to go like what Johnson said with Texas and where, you know, Quinn Ewers, you're hoping that he takes that next big step before maybe going into the NFL draft. And who knows? They probably have had, they obviously have had bad luck go their way and have just not won the big games when it mattered the most. 
I think for me, for the fourth team, you know what? I'm going to put Notre Dame. I'm going to do it. I don't hate because I really was on that fence. And it's for a multitude of reasons. I like Hartman a lot. I think that's going to play a huge factor into the entire year for the Fighting Irish. Um, I know the game against Ohio State is very concerning. Um, But if that is their only loss of the season, that's huge. They obviously play against USC. They play at Clemson. Those are not easy games. If they can get past those games, I say if they have a one-loss season, Notre Dame will be in the Final Four. Now, do I have the national championship game? No. My national championship game for me, I have LSU playing Michigan for this year's national championship. I'm really sold on LSU. I could, I, I really could be taking a big shot and they really fall this season. I just really like uh, the Tigers this year and what they could, you know, potentially do. This one's for you, Ed Orgeron. Yeah. Go Tigers. I, also, I will never, ever take uh, LSU because of what they did to Ed. Ed was a happy man. He was. So, uh, upset man. So no matter which way you slice it, no matter who the teams we put in, we all agree on one thing. Two SEC teams and a Big Ten team and then uh, one invitation. Yeah. That's pretty much what we're agreeing on. No matter how we slice it, how I have, we all have different teams in there, but we all agree two SEC teams, the winner and loser of the conference championship, the winner of the Big Ten, and then a wild card. Yeah. Yep. And that's how it probably will be until they expand. And there'll be three SEC teams, two Big Ten teams. I'm really excited for the expansion, man. I, I can't wait to get, have, se- can't wait it, to have seven SEC teams in the playoffs. It's going to be fantastic. Pure dominance, potentially. But before we get into... Oh, go ahead, Johnson. I was going to say, let's get into our favorites to win the Heisman this year before we go into our mushing hour. Yep. I kind of stole your thunder there, but... It's all good. It's uh, fine. I don't want to go first on my Heisman pick. So I want to defer to you guys. Who do you have win the Heisman this year? At least who's the early favorite? I'm just going to continue my mushing of uh, Oregon with Bo Nix. Going Bo Nix all the way. Oh, my goodness. Um... He is all in on Bo. I'm all in on Bo. Wow, I, really I, I feel so bad for him. I saw all Bo Nix live. So did you. What, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? He's a matured man. He's a different player. You He's better in a hope. shit conference. You better hope. Uh, go ahead. Do you want me to go, Johnson? Do you want to go? Uh, I'm torn between two guys that are both quarterbacks. Um, Obviously, yeah. Obviously, but uh, two different, very different quarterbacks, two very different situations. Can I give? Uh, can I give two? Sure. Yeah, or do you want to get lucky in one? Can, you can do one uh, too, Grayson, if you want. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Grayson, I'll let you go first, then. Oh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Also is probably my my second. Okay. He could have a monster season. He's a potential yeah. top five pick, maybe top two. Yeah, I mean, that kid's a stud. Yeah, he is a beast. <laughs> he is so good. It's. It's laughable, actually, how well, nasty he is. So I'll give my somewhat safe pick, and then I'll give my uh, the pick I have in my heart. All right. Okay. So the pick I have, which I think is a safer pick, is he's not really that high up or that close, you know, leading to being one of the favorites. But I think Sam Hartman from Notre Dame is going to have an excellent season. 
Uh, he might throw 45, 50 touchdowns this year. I know that may seem like a lot, but he's thrown, I think, 35 or 36 at Wake Forest. I think he can sque- squeeze out another 10 at Notre Dame, one per game. I don't uh, think that's asking for a, a terrible lot, especially yeah. for some of the teams he's playing. Um, so that's my pick, which I think he has a really good chance of. And then the one I have in my heart is Connor Wegman again from Texas A&M. He goes full Johnny Manziel and leads him to the national championship game. Go he, is, get to he is plus 4,000 odds right now. Um, Grayson kind of stole my thing. I, I, I like my, my, you know, pick, and my pick wasn't going to be Marvin Harrison, but I did like his opportunity to maybe win it. Just really tough for a wide receiver to win that award when you have oh, all these Devonta quarterbacks. Smith has, though. That's true. Devonta Smith did win it not too long ago. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not going to pick him either. I kind of have three picks for this. Two of them are not my actual pick. If South Carolina has a decent season. Okay. I'm I hate you because I really Spencer thought about Rilla it. Spencer so much hype going on into him a couple years ago at Oklahoma. And he had a pretty good year last year. I'm just saying, South Carolina has a good year. I don't know. You might have to put him in consideration for it. Nick, I hate it because he really was saying in the back of my head of like, can I even attempt to throw that name out there right now? Um, The safest pick is probably Caleb Williams. He's probably going to win it. But for me, I've talked so much about LSU. I might as well just, you know, triple down on it. I'm going to go Jaden Daniels to win the Heisman Trophy this season. So Jaden Daniels is your real pick and Spencer Rattler is the uh, dark horse? Yeah, yeah. I'll pick Spencer Rattler is a dark horse. As I really like it because I really want to see it happen. I was between I was I was also looking at Joe Milton from Tennessee. I think he he could have a really good year for the Volunteers. Yeah. Love how no one picked Caleb Williams here. Clearly I, the best quarterback here. That's, he's going to well because we, we know I, I'm pretty sure we all probably yeah. would agree he's probably going to win it. But we were looking for the second pick in this rate. Exactly. Yeah, we're it was the boring. Pick. Yeah, like, like when we do the NFL one, we're probably going to pick Patrick Mahomes, and you know it is what it is. I am surprised nobody picked. Panics though. I don't know. I'm still not fully sold. I, I think I, he's solid, but I'm not going to pick him over like a Daniels or a Caleb Williams. I'd even take Quinn Ewers before him, too. I don't, like I said, I don't think Quinn Ewers is going to keep his job throughout the season. I really think. Maybe, maybe not. He, if he has one below average game, it doesn't even have to be a bad game, it could just be slightly below average. The it fans to be are going to be going. Have to, it would have to I be don't know about one. that. It, it can't be. It I can't don't be know just, about that. It has to be more than one. You can't just do it after one game. You sure about that? Yeah. Can you give me one yeah. instance of that happening? I mean, not particularly. Not so, the then, NIL there, so then there's no. Yeah, per, there's, but that's also the thing, too. Thank you, Johnson. There's no previous history also, of it happening. Yeah, but look at how much they just gave out <laughs> to Arch Manning. All right. And, and the they fans still, are craving for Arch Manning. He they has have, one yeah, they have another game. good quarterback. Yours is good. Have, uh, I'm not going to say he's bad. He's definitely a good quarterback, but the fans are going on Arch. And uh, he's got one chance, I think. He can't mess up at all this year. Or his that job's gone. All righty, then. With that being said, gentlemen, it is time. time. Yep. It is time for the return of the Mushing Hour, where we pick, and I mean pick, we ruin this team's chances of winning the game this week. We were decent. We, we the were points pretty good in college. Or the over-under. 
You know, we, we were good in college. There was some weeks. I think I went back to back weeks. I think I, I went had a like twelve and two sixteen. Yeah. I went sixteen and like four at one point. Then I just completely shit the bed after that. Yeah. So we we, we all had pretty good weeks. Yeah. yeah. We all individually had really good weeks and all bad weeks. And I think we, I think we finished around fifty five percent of our wins. You can audit us. We you know make all picks public, uh, before the games week week in advance, four days in advance, whatever it is. Um, so these lines may change, at least sometimes you hit them, sometimes you don't, but that's the fun of the mushing hour. And I want to go into a, a couple big games this week, uh, six to be exact, all ranked teams and a couple spicy teams in here. Uh, first off the list is the Florida Gators going to Utah. So number 14, Utah is at home hosting Florida the line is currently six and a half favorite to Utah over under at 44 and a half. Who wants to start us off of the first mush of the year? Nick, that's all you. Oh, big honors for this one, huh? Now, obviously, these two had a really good game last season in Gainesville. Anthony, we kind of saw the, you know, coming out party for Anthony Richardson and, and what he potentially could be in the NFL. Florida winning that game 29-26. to Almost looked like it, it pretty much derailed Utah's chances of making the college football playoff last year, even though they did overall win the Pac-12. Um... I just think it's tough. Flores got a, a new quarterback situation. I'm not sure how that's going to go over well for them. They're going on the road. I like Utah. I honestly, Utah minus six and a half is probably the pick for me in this game. Um, I'm not going to sprinkle on the over under just yet. I think it's too early in the season for me to touch any of those games unless it's something with the Big 12. But I just like Utah's chances in this game. They have a lot of things going for them. They're going to be one of the favorites in the Pac-12. And Flores is dealing with a lot of new changes right now. All right, Grace, would you like to take this? I'm actually going to take Florida. I just – something about SEC football, man. Money I, line. I will, I'm taking the money, and I'm taking the over. No, double picking uh, this first one. Uh, we I already that, have our first parlay. Florida money yep. line and the over. Man, there's Lasted something all but about... two and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about SEC football. I ain't so, never picking out of conference against it. So I'm going to split the difference. I'm going to take Florida plus the points. Um, I don't think Utah is going to win by a touchdown. I think they're going to win off a field goal. Um, if I had to pick an over-under... I would lean towards the over, but barely maybe 45 or 46 points. I think this is going to be a defense-oriented game, believe it or not, being that Florida is going on the road. They're not going to be in the swamp, uh, so they're going to be out of place. So maybe for the first quarter or so, they'll be disjointed on offense, so it's going to be a defense-oriented game. But I think they eventually hit the over, maybe 45-46. I could see a score like 29-26, but just in Utah's favor this year. So yeah, I'm going to split the difference between both you guys and say Florida 6.5. Okay. All righty, then. So our second game, we have Deion Sanders in primetime uh, going on the road to number 17, Texas Christian University of the Big 12. So this is a matchup to come for years to come now. TCU minus 20 and a half favorites at home. The over under at 63 and a half. Man, you got to love that Pac-12, uh, Pac-12 defense. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, the Big 12 defense now. Yeah. You know what? I- I'm taking Colorado money line. All righty, Van. We have our first lottery ticket of the season. Lasted three and a half minutes. It's always going to be me, baby. I'm in this to win money. 
I ain't in here to take the fucking pay, the little change. I'm here to hit lotto tickets. Okay. Next, All right, next, would you like to have a lot of turnover? Like, no, I, I agree, but I don't think they're going to beat them straight up. That'd be insane. Would yeah, it? Yeah, I think I'm going to play it safe and just take Colorado uh, plus 20 and a half. But I'm going to, it's going to be a shocker to you guys. I'm going to take the under for this game. Really? I, I know it's a Big 12 game. Um, you got to keep in mind, both of these teams are under a lot of new changes. Colorado, whole new revamped roster. TCU has a whole new quarterback, and that could really and and that could really play into a factor of the entire offensive scheme. Um, I think with just the amount of tur- you know turnover from last season for both of these teams, I think that's going to lead to a, I wouldn't say a low scoring game, but definitely lower than the sixty four point total that we have listed here for the, going into this game. Well, since you guys are, are kind of riding with Colorado even to cover or to win, I'm going with the over because both these teams' defenses aren't going to know what to hit them. Uh, you have two teams, like you said, one over major changes. You know what that means? The defense will be a bunch of turnstiles. So no, no matter what happens on offense, this guy can get lost because the defense won't know where to go. <laughs> All, right. All right. Oh, hey. Our, our third game on the, stri- on the slate here, our Boise State – Hashtag blue turf, never forget, going on the road to number 14, Washington. Washington hosting Boise State. Washington 14.5 point favorites at home, over under at 58.5. By the way, Johnson, that uh, was on my mistake. It's number 10, Washington. I wrote, I wrote that as a typo for you. That's my oh, apologies. Oh, come on. I know. I, I just realized it now. It's it's. I, I, I take it's the blame okay. for number, it. Washington at 14 is believable anyway. Okay, that's fair. I believed it. <laughs> So Washington is number ten in the country hosting Boise State this week. Uh, uh, who wants to take the first stab at it? I'll take it. Okay. Yeah, Boise State I'll... money line. So, yeah, that's funny. I'm actually taking Washington minus fourteen and a half. Well, not only do you think he's, they're going to win, they're going to cover. Give me your reasoning. Uh, Michael he's... Penix. Yeah, I was just say he's, it's I... all about Penix right now. I, I think Penix should be able to dismantle a. Boise State's defense. That's interesting because I have God Himself smiting Washington for leaving the Pac-12. So Boise State money line. <laughs> God, God Himself is going to smite them. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So blocking is, Boise State money that, line. That is your reasoning for the under. Divine Boise intervention is going to. Yes, Boise State's going to have the Dude, power of divine, God. Divine intervention is why Boise State is going to, going to win this game. I, oh, I have great. never heard of anything. <laughs> I have no words. I'm, Remember I'm, this clip in next I'm week. Sure. Oh, listen, sure I, could, I could see Boise winning the game. I'm really not sold on Washington that much. The I'm only way we're sh- going to win is through divine intervention, so what else <laughs> am I going to say? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fair. Uh, it's it's really tough for me who I want to pick to win this game. Um, I, I'm really leaning towards maybe taking the over in this one. I think Washington will put up a decent amount of points just because Boise State last season defensively really struggled overall on the season. Um, I think that's going to be my play. I, I really could see Boise State winning the game, but I really, if, if I'm going to pick any play in this one, I'd probably just take the over. So give me the over 58 and a half. All right. We got another overplay. Okay, the fourth game we have on our slate here is number 21 UNC, the Tar Heels of North Carolina on the road 
versus the South Carolina Gamecocks. So South Carolina at home hosting UNC. Even though they're on the road, UNC two and a half point favorites over under slate at sixty four and a half. Kind of looking like a Big Twelve, yeah, uh, Big Twelve spread right there. And money two and good, um and over two under two good quarterbacks in this game. Drake May versus Spencer Rattler. Yep, future Heisman show off maybe. Who knows? Long shot, but yeah. Um, I'll start it off. I got South Carolina winning this one. I'm gonna take the money line. Grayson spoke about it earlier. It's it's SEC. It's always you know tough to go on the road against any SEC team. And South Carolina, they had a big upset last season going into Clemson and beating the Tigers. So they have that experience of facing these ACC, these ACC schools that are ranked. Drake May is obviously going to have a lot of pressure going into the season, being that he's right now the second best quarterback going into the NFL draft, you know, prospect list. Um. I'm not saying that will derail them, but I think Rattler, at the end of the day, with his mobility, can really, you know, tear up that North Carolina defense. And I think South Carolina, a lot of people, in my opinion, are probably going to take them to win this game. I think they'll come out on top with the win to start off the season 1-0. I'm well, Nick. actually going the opposite. I'm Johnson, you can go. Well, Nick just kind of took all the words out of my mouth because, like I said earlier today, I don't think uh, UNC is going to win the ACC because I think they're going to lose to South Carolina week one. Uh, so Nick kind of took all the words out of my mouth. I agree. South Carolina money line. Let's ride. Well, so North Carolina might be the play now. That's what you're saying. I took North Carolina to win the damn conference. So uh, He did. Can't really have them losing week one. Um, I'm actually taking this alternate spread. Uh-huh. UNC alternate minus. Spread. Six and a half. Six and a half. Big one by a touchdown. That's that's fair. Man, as much as I want to see Spencer Rattler succeed, he's never really shown me enough to say that he can. And, I mean, Drake May seems to be the guy. So, uh... So, you want to see minus six and a half? We're riding. Well, I don't really have much of a choice either way. Listen, I, I respect was going, it. I was going North Carolina anyway, but after picking them to win the conference, I couldn't even yeah, no consider choice. going the other way. No. All right. So our next game, number five on our list, number five of six, is West Virginia <laughs> on the road going to Happy Valley, Penn State, number seven in the country. So Penn State is hosting West Virginia in Happy Valley, Penn State. 20 and a half, 20 now, and a half point, point favorites at home over under slated at 50 and a half. Okay. I think that over under is kind of low. So, um, but I'll let you now, guys take it. Yeah, you know, Johnson, we got to ask. I'll our, go, I'll go fellow, our, our, we have to ask our fellow West Virginia um, comrade. How do you I think? Say fellow, I would say I am not a West Virginia comrade. So I'd say he is a West Virginia comrade, but he's not my fellow okay. West Virginia okay, comrade. Fine. You're our West Virginia comrade. How does he think oh. West Virginia is going to do to you this season? Okay. And how is the quarterback play? That is the biggest um, concern in my opinion. Five so, wins, and maybe the coach gets fired. Okay. I think you, so that's my, coach fired. that's my dream situation. Um, what I think is actually going to happen. Um, Garrett Green is our starting quarterback this season. I mean, they haven't fully announced it, I don't believe, from the last time I looked. I haven't got an update announcing it, um, but he's got good legs. He's got a, he's got a big arm, but he's a little on the smaller side, which worries me a little bit. 
Their return, C.J. Donaldson. Kid is a tank at running back. We've lost a lot at receiver. So it's kind of a question mark. Lost some defense, which I didn't think we could lose anymore after last season. Um, my hope, my prayer, is they win three games all year and Neil Brown gets fucking sent to the to, honestly, I don't even care. Send him anywhere. Just Send not shower, in Morgan. Right? Just not in Morgantown anymore. What I think might actually happen, which is disgusting, is they might win seven games this year. And he keeps his goddamn job. And then I'm just in a consistent internal hell. Okay. And, until, you know, either they somehow become decent under him or he gets fired. So and, I can pencil in Penn State alternative spread minus thirty two and a half for you. That actually, it's funny. You're, that's actually really funny because I had, I had rain down Penn State minus thirty. All right, so Penn State <laughs> minus thirty. Okay. Wow. But I was really my, close. My heart pick is still going to be W with the win. My my heart, but as a better, I can't do it. You might want to see cardiologist then because something's wrong. Hey, look. You just told me, fuck. I don't, you know, we're not. Hey, listen, that. A&M wing the SEC is more, is more, it, oh, it God, definitely is man. more realistic. I think, but what I will winning. say, James Franklin also is a shithead coach, so why things goddamn possible? That is very true. That's true. That, that's yes, the that, only reason why he has not lived the up sliver, expectations. The sliver of hope that I have in that. Honestly, they can, as long as they beat Pitt this year, they could lose every other fucking game on their goddamn schedule. So one they of the eleven lose, year, I'm okay with it as long as they beat Pitt in Morgantown. <laughs> they lose the Pitt. Neil Brown needs to be just gone, eliminated, especially, yeah, especially after how they lost last year. Yeah, if they lose another heartbreaker to Pitt like that. No, he's got to go. Right. He's got to. Warren Baker better drive his ass to Neil Brown's house, fucking kick him out of the goddamn house, and pack his shit up and send him on his fucking merry way. Now, I'm done. Now, Johnson, has any of this comments about uh, West Virginia changed your opinion on this game? No. Uh, and it should. Yes, yes, it has. He's convinced me that West Virginia is worse than I expected. <laughs> I was expecting the final score to be maybe Penn State 32 and like West Virginia to like, you know, 14. Now I'm thinking the final score is going to be uh, Penn State 49 and West Virginia 7. So give me the over 50 and a half. <laughs> well, Johnson, it's funny that you say that because his opinion also did not change my uh, it did not change anything I was going to say about this game. Because I liked Penn State to begin with because I, no offense, just West Virginia, just, I just don't think it's going to be a good team this year at all. And truth be told, it might be the, for the best for you guys. I hope so. Um, I'm going to take Penn State minus 20 and a half, and I'm going to take the, the over in this game as well. I think Penn State could put a 50 on them. I, I don't trust West Virginia's defense. Penn State Look. and the over. Okay. Yeah. Look. Penn State spread and the over. In my dreams, they they win every game and win a championship. That's everyone's dream. But then in my other dreams, it's they lose every game and Neil Brown gets fucking sent to the shadow realm. And I am also a happy person. Hey, listen, buddy, so, I've, been, I've been hoping for that for Dino Babers for a couple of years now, but here I am. Fuck, man. We have a new athletic director. I'm six hoping. Six and six, baby. Let's go, Qs. 
I swear. Keep Either it going. They have to finish above 500. Or I'm going to mark this down. Syracuse is the Jeff Fisher of college football, meaning that yeah, it's Jeff Fisher right. will go seven to nine every year. Syracuse is a quote unquote guarantee to go six and six most of the time. Yeah, it's man. But anyway, my heart, my heart really wants to see the team succeed, but every morsel of my body, every fiber, is praying that they don't, so I could actually have a competent head coach. All right, we spent about ten minutes. Yeah, we spent way too long on this game, and we don't and we don't talk about this game for about eleven minutes. So yeah, I have a disgusting, um, disgusting taste in my mouth. Uh, can we can we move on? Yes, we can. And our final game, and probably the national game of the week. Absolutely, everyone's got their eyes on this game. Is number five LSU the post Coach O era coming in you hot, too. going yeah. going to uh, number eight on the road here? Uh, number eight FSU. Correct nice. me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to see also, because I feel like this might be a neutral site game. Because I think it was a neutral site last year for these two, if I'm not mistaken. Someone could I know, but technically on, that. on on paper, they are the, it is a neutral they are the away team. It's technically, it's in it's in Camping World Stadium in Orlando. So technically, it is a home game for Florida State, but... I'm going to put a, a neutral yeah. quote-unquote for Florida State. Yeah, it's, um, it, last it's, it's pretty year much it a Florida in, State home game. Last year, I believe it was in it was either in Atlanta or it was in New Orleans. It was, it was probably one New of Orleans. the two. I think it was in New Orleans, though. Yeah, um, so I'm gonna say so. LSU is on the road in the state of Florida. Leave yep. it like that. Sure, sure. Um, going to FSU. LSU still, despite this, is two and a half point favorites over under slated at fifty six and a half. Our first really major battle of the year. For F- I think FSU can play like an SEC team. Uh, mm. I have high expectations of them, but you guys have high expectations of LSU. So I'm cl- I'm curious where you guys um, where you guys stay here. I get started off. I I picked LSU to win the SEC. I think I have I have no choice but to take them in this game. Um, I'll take LSU. I'm trying to get the odds. What's better, the spread or the money line? I guess it's sp- very it's it's, it's very different at much. this point. It's not very different. You know, yeah. spread is gonna have slightly um, better odds, slightly better odds, but not yeah. by much. So if you take money lines, probably like minus. I'll take right now. LSU money line, and I am trying to think of I because I, I do I'm just debating between the over of this game, and you look at last year's game it was twenty four to twenty three. LSU missed an extra point at the end to lose the game. So, you look at that, that's really heartbreaking for anyone that maybe had the over, because it would have went to overtime if that extra point was made. Uh, I think LSU is going to have a really good offensive season, and I think the same could be of that for Florida State. So, I'm going to take LSU money line, and I'm going to take the over as well. All right, and the over. So, that's LSU minus two and a half, uh, money line, yep. plus uh, over 56.5. Correct, Amundo. Uh, well, Nick, we're, I'm sorry. We're really about to push LSU. I'm 100%. taking LSU as well. Um, I'm actually taking them alternate spread. I'm going to take them minus uh, eight and a half. Oh, damn. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think this is going to end up being – I think they're going to win by by two scores. Wow, uh, that, that just, certainly is something. I, uh, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's something. I just I really don't like Florida State, man. I, I really think it's that internal just disgust of them going back to twenty fourteen. 
And I just hope that they can – I hope they lose every game. I really do. I hate that fucking program. I just, ugh. Tell me how you really feel. They're disgusting. I, do you want to talk about Kelvin Benjamin? It was a push-off. I'm fucking done. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Fuck, one of the worst officiate games I've uh, ever seen. All righty, then. Anyway, I'll need to go, sour let's grapes. To, let's go to uh, Johnson's pick. Give me LSU minus two and a half. I think they went on a field oh, goal. No. Oh, no. So this is, we got our first super mush of the year. Congrats to Florida State for keeping your national championship hopes alive. <laughs> That didn't last I long. hope not, because then my LSU SEC tile pick is going to be really, really going to look stupid. No, nope. probably going to look stupid either way, no matter what happens in this game. Yeah, get used to it, pal. Yep. Yeah. We literally hit them with the super mush, Nick. It's over. It just... Hey, listen, it it it's got, it was have bound to ever, happen. Have we ever won a super mush? Uh We have. It's we have. definitely have happened. Yeah, yeah, to... I have, I have it in front of me. Give me one second. We've we've hit multiple super mushes. You talk about college or just in um. So in we've general. hit Oregon. Uh, we've hit Oregon money line and minus three. We've hit that before. Um, we've hit the over and the Texas spread before. We've hit the over in the Auburn Alabama game. Um, we've hit a bunch. Of, we've hit a couple of them, but more often than not, the super mush does not work out. <laughs> Our, uh... So the uh, so you're, what you're telling the <laughs> listeners is that the mushing there's a chance there's a would chance. really be a factor, and that they should probably fade us with every fiber in their being. Maybe yes. And by maybe you mean absolutely yes. Kind of that silence immediately tells me yes. Um, yeah, I think it's. I think I either way. I think we're just all happy to have college football back. I think that's the moral I'm point so of this excited. entire story. And now with that, not only that, but now the NFL is coming back, which is about a week away from the first regular season game of the season. And we'll look more into that in uh, next week as we preview the upcoming NFL season. While also next week recapping Week One of this college football season, going into Week Two. So it should be a fun time here on the All Gas No Break Sports Show. A lot to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. Should be overall great times here on the show. But we'll have to see what happens this upcoming weekend with week one in the college football season. This has been Nicholas Pavona joined alongside by Grayson Cheapy G. Marino and Andrew Johnson with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your weekend. <laughs>